Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. another world that awaits, far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. Somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Hello from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I am Jeremy Scott, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Tonight, something that is silent but deadly, another vital program. And I'm so happy to bring be bringing back our guest tonight after too long, uh, almost a couple of years since she's appeared on the program. More on that in just a moment. All around us, though, are signs of a deliberate poisoning of the masses through the air and the water, what we eat, the products we come in contact with. They're known as forever chemicals or PFAS, P-F-A-S, and they're just about everywhere. The effects of which these toxic chemicals have are known to cause serious health effects, serious enough health effects to lead to death. Sad to say. You know, as I prepared for this program, I couldn't but help remember the commercials. And I laugh. I shouldn't. But I'm sure we've all seen the commercials calling for people who've been poisoned by Roundup. If you've been poisoned by Roundup, please get in touch with us. We may be able to help you with some litigation. Basically, contact a lawyer. Well, it has come to light that the chemical makers knew that their chemicals were toxic, detrimental, deadly, and not only hit it from us, hit it from the government and even hit it from their own employees. These so-called forever chemicals, which have been around for decades, decades before health officials ever really knew. But the companies making them knew and kept that information hidden from us. A peer-reviewed study of some previously secret industry documents has come to light. And the new studies uh, conclude that 3M and DuPont, which are the largest makers of these forever forever chemicals, actively suppressed evidence 
that they were hazardous all the way back since the 60s they've known this, long before public health research caught up. And it shows clear evidence that the chemical industry knew about the dangers and, as I mentioned, didn't even let their employees know, forget about the public, and uh, kept regulators out of the know. These things that were first commercially produced in the 1940s are used in cookware, fabrics, food packaging, insulation, and are ubiquitous in human bodies. The chemicals are now linked to cancer, birth defects, and other illnesses. For 40 years, before a, uh, uh, some studies published in the late 90s, in which they said that these things are biologi- uh, biologically inert, well, the makers of these PFAS-based products already knew that the chemicals could be toxic to animal, animals and humans. Through these internal documents that were marked confidential, and in some cases, industry executives were explicit that they wanted this memo destroyed. Yet here it is coming to light. Companies now uh, the subject of lawsuits. Maine has recently joined a growing list of states, which now includes New Mexico, Maryland, and Rhode Island, in filing litigation against several chemical manufacturers claiming that they caused significant harm with their products. An estimated 64 million across the uh, people of uh, across the USA are affected by drinking water contaminated with chemicals. I mean, this is not a, something that uh, you know just third world countries have to deal with just because there's poor sanitation and, you know, not water filtration devices. We have that, but it's being intentionally poisoned here, at least it appears so. DuPont and two of its related companies said that they will pay close to $1.2 billion to settle liability claims that came from public water systems that serve the vast majority of the U.S. population. And 3M is reportedly considering a settlement that would keep them from having to face allegations of being responsible for knowingly contaminating drinking water supplies. The Biden-Harris administration has proposed its first-ever national drinking water standards for six of these substances. The EPA taking steps to protect public health. A little too late, in my opinion. They are proposing to establish legally enforceable levels and if finalized, would be able to require public water systems to monitor for these chemicals and re- require that they notify us if levels exceed proposed regulatory standards. They say EPA anticipates that if fully implemented, the rule will over time prevent thousands of deaths and reduce tens of thousands of serious PFAS attributable illnesses. We know the effects of a lot of this. It's come to light, but we don't necessarily know the full effects of this because sometimes it takes a while for these symptoms to develop, and certainly they get worse over time. So something that's mild can get incredibly bad over time, and you may not know why. could be everything you've been around your entire life. I mean, where's the warning on this stuff? You don't see a warning on... uh, you know, the pots and pans that you buy, or even on the packaging in the fast food that you eat. Children are probably the uh, the worst of this because they, they've grown up with this stuff. And uh, they've lived the longest 
uh, to be suffering from the uh, the effects of this. Studies have found that they have been exposed to high levels of forever chemicals in the womb. That those who are exposed are more likely to be overweight or obese. And that the risk posed by forever chemicals starts before birth, setting children up for later health problems. These have been dubbed forever chemicals because they are nearly indestructible. Previous studies finding that consuming forever chemicals contributes to weight gain because they can disrupt hormone regulation. A few more items that I want to bring your, uh, to your attention here. As part of a study from 2016, University of Bergen researchers collected blood samples from children ages 6 to 16 found that there were four of these PFAS present in all children and that 22% had levels above these safety limits. This is literally in everything. Clothing, furniture, pizza boxes, food wrappers, cooking utensils, electronics, firefighting foam, shoes, Used to make pots and pans nonstick, textiles more durable and stain resistant, food packaging resistant to grease, shoes and clothing water resistant and paper and cardboard stronger among so many other uses. In fact, so widespread is the use of these that according to a study last year in environmental science and technology, the chemicals actually fall from the sky in rain, with the clouds having picked up PFAS in water, evaporating from contaminated oceans. Back tonight, we are so honored to have Deborah Tavares of StopTheCrime.net and PrimaryWater.org, who is an activist and in-depth researcher who has made countless videos and researched thousands of documents. She has seen the effects of how governments in name only perpetuate lies on the populace and the use of silent weapons of warfare. She is an outspoken voice on exposing the horrific acts of domestic and international terrorism on targeted individuals. Her website is stopthecrime.net. Deborah, welcome back to the program. It has been far too long. I hope you're well. Well, Jeremy, I am fine, and I appreciate the concern that many have expressed in not hearing me, hearing from me in a while, but I assure you that I have been very busy boots on the ground here in Northern California, uh, discovering things that I will bring forward tonight, and I'm looking forward to that. But getting to the drinking water, I want to just remind everybody what happened in Flint, Michigan to the drinking water crisis, and that was from 2013 to 2016. And it it poisoned um, hundreds and thousands of people. This is an ongoing contamination, as you said. They're forever chemicals. They're in the groundwater supply. In fact, I found documents uh, from the World Bank. It was the most specific study of the condition and toxic levels of the world's wide groundwater pollution. And that is why I have been talking for years about primary water and why I have the website primarywater.org because that is not groundwater or surface water. It is renewable water and we'll get into that. But I wanted to point out that the levels of poisons now in our environment 
are beyond our ability to survive much longer. I know many people's vegetable gardens aren't growing. I know that um, after the hellacious fires that are targeted and affecting all plant life and all wildlife uh, is just absolutely um, destroying, destroying everything. And I found something interesting that I thought the listeners might like. Um, I reported on this a long time ago, but I'm bringing it back because I, I think that most people did not know about Unit 731. And what's important about Unit 731, it was a covert biological and chemical warfare research and development unit of the Imperial Japanese Army. And they used lethal human experimentation, which was conducted on Chinese, while lesser percentages were Soviet, uh, Mongolian, Korean, and other allied POWs. Unit 731 was responsible for some of the most inhumane, torturous, and brutal experiments committed by Japan prior and during World War II. And the Japanese researchers were secretly given immunity by the United States in exchange for the data they gathered. And they brutalized more than 3,000 women and children who were subjected to experimentation. And beyond the containment within Unit 731, which was a building, uh, with fences, etc. It was um, literally like a Holocaust uh, encampment that people are familiar with um, in Nazi Germany. But uh, Unit 731 infected fleas that were dispersed into the outlying villages upon unsuspecting villagers. And to this day, there are horrific open sores that will not heal. And I'm not going to describe these atrocities because it is really not for the faint of heart, but I urge all of you to look into this, Unit 731. And why am I highly promoting this? Because, Jeremy, you started out the program with forever chemicals and toxins. And we need to take a look at who is doing this. Yeah, and we will right after the break with Deborah Tavares. We're going to peel, pull back the curtain with her when we continue Toxic Death Sentence. Our program continues. Into the Paranormal. Deborah Tavares is my guest tonight, right before the break, as she was exposing Unit 731, a facility where these experiments have happened upon women and children, excuse me, and as she was about ready to get to the who as we pull back the curtain. So, Deborah, please continue. Absolutely. I think it's important for everyone to understand we are now in the throes of a hellacious fire season. We have seen that now happening in Canada. I have friends in Canada, and they have certainly are very aware 
that the targeting of the fires is to hit petroleum uh, manufacturing. And that is what is happening with the targeting of the fires in Canada. We have gone on many investigations here with the targeting of weapons, fires on communities. We were in paradise to investigate the uh, criminals and we were on the scene of the crime. And we were seeing that they were pulsing and blowing up smart meters. Now, years ago, my activism took me into working with many, many groups here in Northern California, predominantly. And we were able to get Rothschild to allow an opt-out. And we later found in one of the universities a psychological profiling of those that wanted to stop the deployment of the smart meters. And they said, give them the opt-out. Therefore, people won't feel forced into uh, having an electric smart meter. Well, for all of you listening right now, we saw way back then that the meters were to control the grid entirely. And many of you now will notice that the wireless smart water meters are being deployed. And I can say to you that a combination and the increase of all the Wi-Fi and all of the atmospheric electromagnification in our environment is going to cause heat events beyond normal heat because this is electromagnification in the environment due to the combination of all of our wireless and, of course, the chemtrails. I recently received a very interesting email from a friend of mine in the UK, and I have posted that on stopthecrime.net, and I believe we did a blast out on that. But to be quite frank, right now, I'm not able to get onto my website, and this is the level of control that I'm facing. But I can say to you that we are filled, stuffed to the brim of all types of heavy metals, and we all know that. And we have Morgellons disease, and we have nanoparticulates. And when the heat is increased, we are told in the documents that it won't be a heat that will register on our thermometers. It will be a heat that will feel in our bodies. And many people will drop dead of heat-related heart attacks and other issues and not realize this is another horrific genocide program being foisted on us because we are in a high-tech war to control the enemy remotely and from a distance, and we are the enemy. And war is asymmetrical, and all policies are there to reduce our access to legacy structures, that life that we need for life, and they are being eliminated. Life being eliminated, it is a toxic death sentence on Into the Parabnormal. Deborah Tavares from StopTheCrime.net, my guest tonight. Stick with us. We've got a lot more ground to cover, and we will do so after the news with George Henry.
This is Paranormal News. What's killing Americans at a higher rate than other developed nations? A study conducted by UCLA sociology professor Patrick Huline found about one in four deaths in 2021 were in excess based on prior years. That's an 85% increase between 2019 and 2021. Edward Dowd, a data analyst and author of Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022, tells Into the Paranormal that he noticed a trend with excess insurance claims among young people. Usually deaths are very predictable, especially for younger age people. Well, they were surprised at this uh, excessive death rate, especially in their uh, relatively healthy cohort. The professor's study found the trend was exacerbated by higher death rates from COVID-19. However, it alone does not account for the increase in excess deaths. The reasons include obesity, causing more people to die from cardiovascular disease, homicides by gun, and drug overdoses. George Henry, Paranormal News. you wear to the non-stick cookware you may use to scramble your eggs, polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS for short, can be found just about anywhere. That now includes your body. You can't see it and you can't taste it. The kinds of impacts that occur with it take some time to develop. They stick around in the environment, for example, in our drinking water. PFAS, these chemicals are highly prevalent in a number of industries, the semiconductors, food packaging, even dental floss. A team of researchers found that babies exposed to higher levels of PFAS were more likely to be overweight or obese in early childhood. We're alleging that 3M and DuPont created these chemicals, had the science that showed just how dangerous they were, how toxic they were. Dial into the pair of normal from the U.S. and Canada at 503-506-0396 or reach us internationally on Skype at ITP51. I'm Jeremy Scott. Deborah Tavares, our guest tonight. So honored to have her with us. Yeah, if you put this crap in everything and uh, that literally works its way through the lifeblood, of both uh, our uh, the climate around us, our environment, and, and then eventually into our bodies. You make it stay forever. You don't tell anybody about it. You hide this information. You deliberately hide this information. And then once it comes to life, you've already killed off a generation or more of people. Are they just going to have to pay up these companies for polluting the streams? Or are they going to have to pay up for the lives in which they have taken? Deborah Tavares of StopTheCrime.net was talking about a high-tech war, a war in which to control us, uh, to take away what it is we need to survive. Uh, You do so by polluting streams. That makes dirty water and dirty food. Kills people. It it kills pets. Uh, This is quite an operation, Deborah an organized operation. Well, it absolutely is. And there really won't be the lawsuits and the, if for what lawsuits do occur with some type of an award, it's only to, to more or less prove that we have a legal system, which we don't. The legal system is corrupt. It doesn't exist. 
The bar cards that attorneys hold are the British Accreditation Regency. They work for the corporate structure. And I think, by and large, that's what many people are not understanding because the majority of folks still are way behind understanding the enemy's strategy. Even when they hear what you're telling them, Jeremy, and even though all the documents are available and describe the imminent depopulation plans, billions will have to die across the world. And those are the plans. Those are the genocide plans. Now, I posted many years back the genocide treaty that was adopted in the United States in 1988. And one of the provisions in that is that one's own country cannot kill its own people. So let's be very clear on this. Our country is not what we have been taught. We have been, the entire system has been rigged, completely rigged, top down, bottom up. We are in USA Inc. traded on um, the New York Stock Exchange doing business. We're not a country. The voting structure is rigged just to give us a sense that there is some power that we have when we don't. All of the poisons that you're talking about would also include all the overhead aerial chemtrailing and spraying, all unacknowledged, completely unacknowledged. So it should be of no surprise to anyone that you are disclosing secret documents that are just now becoming available. But all of us need to understand this has been discussed for decades upon decades upon decades. And I would say in my journey, realizing that we were not a country, that we were a network of corporations doing business on all of us, was really beyond all the targeting that I've suffered. That was really the most painful realization. There are no words to articulate. But I will tell you there was a benefit in my learning about this so long ago. I could put aside all the theater of radio now with elections coming up, all the voting on assembly bills and Senate bills, and again, all of the politicians wrangling amongst themselves because it is only theater. To, to absorb your attention so you don't really understand what is happening. And I want to say this because I just pulled this off of a forest fire commission uh, that met in Croatia to prepare for the fire season of 2023. And they're telling us that the wild fire season 2023 has already begun, and of course it has. Canada has, is heading for the worst fire season on record. Now, I want you to hear, on record, because these are directed energy weapons being used to literally promote the fires from the heavily basted trees and soils that not only have forever chemicals in them from the groundwater supply, from all of the kinds of poisons and toxins you were discussing, Jeremy, but from the heavy basting for so many decades of strontium, barium, aluminum, and so much more, also lithium. But they talk about New York 
and the other U.S. states are covered in thick, toxic smoke. I did an entire show about what is in the toxins in smoke. This is a depopulation system that we are witnessing. And they also talked about in a mountain area in Russia, there have been many deaths right now due to wildfires. And there were explosions heard at ammunition depot in German forest fire. These are things happening now that you're not hearing. Our communication, our understanding of what's happening to other people, other places has been absolutely limited. They talk about arson fires sparked wildfire disasters in Spain in April. So we know these are all arson fires. These are all the use of directed energy weapons. This is arson. So they are talking about this meetup in Croatia to figure out how to deal with climate change. Climate change is the use of weaponized weather systems that are unacknowledged, just like all of the other poisons that are being dumped in our water, um, our wastewater treatment plants. Soon we will be drinking um, from our wastewater treatment plants. That's the plan. I talked about that a number of years ago when I discovered that there was a septic and sewer wastewater treatment surveillance system that was being set up uh, and is now in full operation. As a matter of fact, the leftover unspent COVID monies that they talk about here in Northern California are going to uh, go towards um, wastewater treatment system surveillance because among many things, they're finding the toxins that they're putting in, in the wastewater treatment from our fecal urine and chemicals of undetermined concerns. They will lock down cities, and they're also seeing how effective the snake venom and the forever poisons and all of the heavy metals are to our bodies. This is the controllers of death taking tabs on how effective their poisoning us is, make no mistake. Now we were told here a few months ago that because fire retardant was considered a, a forever chemical, and I know of a, of a town where the planes were taking off and on the runway the fire retardant was uh, getting into the groundwater supply, that town is just riddled with cancer, riddled with cancer right now. When I talked about this, someone uh, sent me a note telling, saying that they were so happy that I'm talking about fire retardant and how it's a forever chemical. So just as they were saying, they won't use it during this fire season. And I went to the fire chief to find out, well, what are they going to use? Because they're telling us we're running out of water. And then they reinstituted and eliminated the idea that the fire retardant would not be used. Now the update is they've just advised us the U.S. fire retardant will be allowed to be used on us and the fires. Now, I will tell you, you may have seen the um, fire retardant sprayed here during the many fires that we've experienced. And I have friends that when this retardant was sprayed, not only, of course, does it get into the groundwater supply, but it kills animals on their properties, chickens and goats and other animals. 
This is what we're talking about. This is also reduction of the food supply, all at the same time. And I could go on and on, but I want to encourage everybody to go to StopTheCrime.net, go and take a look at our email blastouts. I have absolutely been blasting out emails over the past few weeks, more than I have in a very long time. And it's, it, it feels like the end of a fireworks show for me, where I am just throwing it all in the air so that all of you can take a look at the things I've written, the things that are, are being, coming more and more difficult for me to uh, get posted because of the takeover of my computer and more. But I want to disclose a few other things because uh, while, I, while I was not on radio, I was still working. I was doing a lot of boots on the ground investigations. One of the things I did was I actually went to the building department here in Northern California to find out about what the requirements are for all of the over 20,000 20, individual, well, it's a total of over 20,000 units that are spread into a number of developments. And they're all five-story buildings. And they have guards. I've tried to get in there with my husband and take a look. So I decided that I would go to the building department and find out what this was because I wasn't seeing any on-site parking. And we're land developers. We built properties in Southern California. So we know what we're looking at when we look at these things. And I can tell you what I was told absolutely was, well, it wasn't unbelievable because I think many of you are hearing about the 15-minute cities. Well, I asked them, well, wait a minute. What do you mean by 15-minute cities? Your 15 minutes of traversing on a bike or a skateboard or um, an um, electric um, bike, which will catch on fire and explode, by the way, and we'll get into that. But what does that mean? Because I may not walk as fast as you ride on your explosive uh, um, EV bicycle. 15 minutes is a half a mile. Half a mile. That's what that is. These are all rentals that are being built. The rents are not affordable to the area and the income of the people here. The rents for two bedrooms start at 3000 and go up to 3500 and they're all through property management firms. The required debt-to-income ratios, people don't qualify. I got maps. I got um, maps that showed these um, areas that Builders, out-of-state builders, by the way, that are not hiring local labor and are bringing in slave labor. I go into Home Depot and I see these people loading up on tools because they're brought in to build these things. I talked to some men from Croatia that had all kinds of, of equipment that they needed to work on the job site. They're bringing in foreigners from other countries. And Deborah will have you complete that thought when we come back. Deborah Tavares is my guest. More of our program will give you the number to join us in just a bit. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Into the
Deborah, I'm interested uh, to see where you're going uh, here on this one, talking about uh, slave labor coming into the country. Complete your thought. Absolutely. Everybody, I'm sure, that's listening uh, is noticing a lot of a multi-story construction going on within the city growth boundaries. And upon further investigation, there, um, there's reduced parking um, available for any developers that will add more low-income housing. So in many instances, dependent on where the development is approved, if it's by bus transportation or train transportation, developers do not have to provide any on-site parking at all. They're going to be relying strictly on electric bikes and other electric vehicles, and we're going to talk about the lithium-ion batteries, which are dirty bombs, and they explode. But I want to finish up what I'm seeing in my city and what you're seeing in yours. These are all smart wireless housing. Now, I did a video a number of years ago called Kill Cities by Rothschild and Rockefeller. And this poor city councilman in Washington, D.C., by the name of Trayon White, you can look it up, he discussed my video during open council session and said everything that was being divulged in that was happening. The... um, the, the Post, the Washington Post, wrote a massive hit piece on me and him. He had to apologize in order to retain his job, and I did not. But what we're seeing being built locally are kill grids. These are wireless death traps, all electric. All these buildings are all electric. There is no gas. So for those of you that are hearing that California is eliminating gas, all of the climate action plans and the sustainable development goals are eliminating what they call fossil fuels. Now, of course, petroleum products are all renewables, just like water. But they call them fossil fuels because they're telling all of us they're all a finite resource and we're running out. Not that using that kind of fuel is good, but it is not as they say. So no gas, no garages. And solar is required. Now, this is a real concern because solar is not going to power us when the uh, lights go out on a broader basis because of solar dimming, because of increased smoke in the atmosphere, because they're burning us out everywhere. Smoke is traveling, as you can see, from Canada, covering 13 states in, in the United States right now. That would have a great reduction in any solar production that anybody would have. I want to add a couple of things right now while I'm looking at it. But um, they're talking about microgrids as a pathway to net zero. Now, microgrids are a way in which individual companies, businesses, uh, military bases, etc., can literally become an island when the power goes down and they are planning to reduce and eliminate the power. In fact, I have friends right now in Texas that have just met with a storm, and they're, they're in a power outage. We're seeing power outages um, occurring where all many of these weaponized weather events are occurring. So microgrids will not prevent power outages in the long term because you're going to hear a lot about microgrids. And they talk about 
uh, it's uh, an initiative, it's energy solutions for continuous and reliable power. It's not. They're spending money and lots of money on microgrids, and it's all necessary waste. It will ultimately only benefit commerce, the military, and other facilities that serve the controllers, sustainable development goals and agendas and depopulation reduction goals. And why? Because we cannot rely on renewable energy for solar connected to dirty bombs called lithium ion batteries for storage. Lithium ion batteries are dirty bombs. And the renewables, again, they're not reliable since the weather is controlled. What you will read um, in an article I will be posting is unrealistic goals to prevent power outages and in the short term. And those are microgrids. What an hour. And we've got another full hour to go with Deborah Tavares from StopTheCrime.net. So stick with us. Much more to come. 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada to join us. That's 503-506-0396 or on Skype at ITP51. Chat with us on our Into the Pair of Normal Facebook group. Into the Pair of Normal at 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada. Skype callers, reach us at ITP51. So uh, interesting, uh, talking uh, with Deborah Tavares tonight, as it always is, from StopTheCrime.net. She's talking... uh, well, she was talking about these lithium-ion batteries before the break and about these microgrids. Uh, my ears perked up when she said microgrids, and then we had to take our mando- mandatory top-of-the-hour break. Is this all about limiting control of one's choice uh, when it comes to electricity? Absolutely. Uh, what will happen is this will uh, completely change the current utility uh, basis because Rothschild wants to decouple uh, from the grid system that is now causing them so much problems and put it on all of our backs. Now, many people will not be in a microgrid. So if you are unable to, to get electricity, you will be relocated to an area where you will be able to get electricity. We've talked about that in the past, how your homes will be red tagged if you are outside of a microgrid. Now, let me talk about what the microgrids are. They're small areas that will have access to energy, but it will be renewable electricity. 
which is not going to be reliable, and they know that. They're also saying in their documents that um, the, the microgrids will allow us to get to net zero. Well, let's think about that for a minute. They say that we need partners to work to achieve net zero in our communities with the help of paying for microgrids. That will be increased taxes on each and every one of us. But let's talk about net zero goals, because really? Because net zero energy use, net zero water use, net zero trash waste, net zero food waste, net zero human waste, they're being, these grids are being sold to us for the solution of power outages, but it is saying that it is to create resilience against climate change. And of course, we all know climate change is weather weapons. I also found this in the microwave grid information, and I thought this to be very interesting. Did you know that there are plans underway to use electrolysis technology to generate green hydrogen by using renewable energy to split water molecules? Nothing really so surprises you, me in this day and age, Deborah. Yeah. So I, I would encourage all of you, years back, um, I read a book, One Second After, and it talks about the, it's a book, it's laying out what it will look like in this country when the power grid is taken down. And of course, since then, I've actually read about the massive chaos in cities when the power goes out. People are stuck in elevators, looting it ramps up. It becomes absolutely impossible to be out on the street in an outage. So you need to be prepared. I recommend that people have a power outage party in their homes. What that looks like is tape all of your light switches so you can't inadvertently uh, switch your lights on. And don't use any power in your home for a few days. That would also include not using water because water generation oftentimes goes out as well. So that means not flushing toilets. You might need a camping toilet. That means not taking a shower. You might want to prepare with um, buckets of water and keep them in your bathtub so you can stand in your bathtub. But you might want to do this because you will need to know how to function when your lights go out because you will not need to know how to best function. We all must do all we can to be less harder to kill. And I mean that completely. We all must do all we can to be harder to kill. And that is a fact. There's too much inertia behind what we face. When I went to an IEEE meeting with my husband a number of years ago in San Jose, and after a, a significant CEO from General Electric spoke about his topic, which is follows, and you can see this happening now, that every single thing from birth to death and or from manufacturing to end of use will be tracked and monitored, every single thing. We're talking about individual trees in the forest. We're talking about um, any small um, tide pools in the oceans, which there are few left because of the acidification in the oceans. But we're talking about everything being tracked. 
in real time, all the time. Now, I want everyone to look this up. You can type this in for yourself, and Jeremy, if you're able to do that while I'm on air, you will see what I mean, and you can help describe this to the listeners. But if you type in alertcalifornia.org, that's alertcalifornia.org, you will see these real-time, all-the-time cameras mounted everywhere. When you look at the map, you see that we just like like we're completely carpeted. This is coming to you. Don't just say, ah, poor California. Well, I looked at the cameras. They're being deployed everywhere, USA Inc., everywhere. But what I found interesting about the map in California is that the Central Valley, where we grow all of our food, doesn't show cameras in real time. And I can only guess it's for several reasons, because certainly they're choking the farmers out They're not allowing them to utilize the water they need to plant the amount of crops they need to pay their loans for farming. The farm, the water is being restricted about 40%. So that means many areas are now fallow. They just can't grow and they can't pay their loans. And it's all for the deception that we're running out of water and we're not. If you take home one thing, it's that water is renewable and we're not running out and I'll get into that in a in a bit here but I want to get into the lithium ion batteries because they are just pummeling into everything that we use and I found a, an extremely troubling assessment uh, from the Department of Transportation because they talk about how e-bikes are re, are increasing fires and uh, they're the e-bikes that are being um, parked in people's apartment buildings are exploding. Recently in San Francisco, there was an apartment building that lost a couple of units to fire. The cause was an e-bike explosion. Now when these um, lithium ion batteries explode, they're electrical fires. You can't put them out. So I'm gonna read you a couple of things here. You need to pass this along. We need to all help to protect one another because we're all being targeted racially. We're all being targeted monetarily for our different positions, but we are all the same. We're all connected. And soon, I'll get into that hopefully, we will all be mind-hived, all all joined together in, in one single, it's a singular brain hookup is what it is. But let's talk about the e-bikes because it says um, as of last December, Uh, that would be uh, 2022, there were um, 206 e-bike fires in New York. And there were more than double that, the number of fires that occurred the year prior. And according to New York Fire Department spokesman, those e-bike fires are blamed for 142 injuries. And in 2022, almost 80% more than in the prior year, there were uh, a number of deaths. So the news organization, the city reported that New York zip codes, listen to this, the news organization, the city reported that New York zip codes that are considered low income areas experienced highest portions of e-bike fires and most of the fires occurred in multi-unit residential properties, 31 of which were public housing 
apartments. And the Fire Department New York spokesman confirmed the accuracy of that reporting. I hope you heard that. They are targeting the lithium-ion batteries in low-income areas in apartment buildings because they can. This is how many of the fires are started, too. There's lithium-ion batteries in the smart meters, and they can pulse those smart meters and blow up houses. Also, the National Fire Protection Association said that other U.S. cities do not appear to track the number of e-bike explosions. And, there, and there's been, been little news reports of e-bike fires, but a lot in London and India, where eight people were killed in September, a fire of an electric scooter warehouse. So lithium-ion batteries are, are a unique fire hazard because they produce their own heat and oxygen, and they produce their own fuel, which is the gas that is a byproduct of a chemical reaction that happens when they start to fail. So you can have lithium-ion batteries that are um, intentionally manufactured to fail. So when they start to fail, the lithium burns hot and fast and can set a fire to adjoining cells in the battery to cascade in what is called thermal runaway. So I want you to pay close attention. You don't want to keep anything that's electric with a lithium-ion battery in your home. You don't want to park your um, electric vehicles in your garages. They explode and catch fire. Just go online and look at all of the fires that this is causing. And we are not being told here in this country. We are not. And I have been uh, researching and I have found that garbage facility fires as a result of lithium-ion batteries are, are literally burning up all over the place. You haven't heard this, but now you have. And they are dirty bombs, make no mistake. We are literally being landmines throughout this country with lithium-ion batteries. And we are all in grave danger because we've been sounding the alarm for a very long time that lithium-ion batteries are a weapons system, and they are. I found out that there was a burning ship that was carrying lithium-ion EV cars that sank outside the Azores. That's off of the coast of Portugal. And it burned for days before it sunk. They couldn't put it out. An electric EV bus blew up, and people barely got out of the bus in time. Our cities are buying electric vehicle buses right now. All in the name of saving the climate, right? We'll continue our program with Deborah Tavares tonight from StopTheCrime.net. 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada or ITP51 on Skype to join us. Into the Paranormal. Paranormal. We all have uh, choices to make. I mean, you have a choice to be here, and we thank you so much. We believe that this is vital information that we push out nightly. 
and we hope you feel the same way. You also have choices to make in it when it comes to, you know, the where you put your dollars, basically, and uh, what kinds of things you have in your house, uh, in your car. Hopefully, it's not something that has uh, a lithium a lithium ion battery, right, Deborah? Well, your cell phones have lithium ion batteries, and did you know that there's one help? One cell phone a week that explodes in commercial airlines throughout this country. Did you know that? I didn't, and that's a flight risk. It is absolutely a flight risk because everyone takes their cell phones everywhere they go. So think about that. Everyone that's listening, you don't know who's sitting next to you. Is that exploding while turned off? Because you're supposed to have your phone off or in airplane mode, or do we know? They're, they're saying don't let your phone fall between the seat because of the heat. So it depends if the battery is about to fail. It will start to smoke and explode. So I want to talk about a few things that I discovered, and this is vitally important for all of you to know, because George Soros, Brookshire Hathaway, and, and Energy Source is the other company are pursuing lithium extraction operations near the Salton Sea here in California. Now, the Salton Sea is about three hours south um, east of Los Angeles. And for years, the Salton Sea has been very, very toxic, and toxic dust has been blowing in on Los Angeles. But they're going to add to that because they are going to drill over 60 boreholes, over 8,000 feet in depth, along a geothermal um, area down there. It's all geothermal, which causes massive increases in earthquakes. And they're going after what is called white gold, because lithium's silvery white color. And USA Inc., our incorporated government, has declared lithium a critical mineral, and what's so unbelievable is they are acknowledging that this area is the most seismically active area in the country. Now, that brings me into my builder mode because I just saw some mandatory earthquake retrofitting requirements come into play, and this right now is specifically in San Francisco, but it will become every where because wherever there's a ring of fire and there is a geothermal operation this is going to be exploited absolutely exploited and so what i am seeing is that mandatory soft story earthquake retrofitting is required so let's talk about what that means they're saying that you have to retrofit attic crawl spaces or subfloor crawl spaces. Many don't have a crawl space subfloor. And many are flat roofs, they don't have attic crawl spaces. The owners have to do this. They're being given five years in San Francisco. But five, but San Francisco is all but dying right now. All of the major anchor um, stores are leaving because of all of the drugs and all of the homelessness. It sounds like uh, Portland, my hometown. Deborah Tavares will continue with her from StopTheCrime.net 
after another newscast from George Henry. And then we shall return across the USA somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. This is Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Paranormal news. It's been 90 years since the first reported sighting of a massive creature in the waters of Scotland's Loch Ness that has come to be known as Nessie. A hotel manager reported seeing a water beast in August of 1933, and the rest is history. Over the decades, people all across the world have claimed to have seen it. If you can prove the Loch Ness monster is real, you just might be 25,000 pounds richer. A Scottish businessman is offering the reward for Inclusive proof of the mystical creature. The official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register tracks a single sighting so far this year. A woman driving by the loch describes a dark shape with humps emerging from the water that was about as long as two cars. Someone else looking at a webcam says they saw something stir in the loch, that of a long, dark shape near the surface that caused a wake on the water. LochNessSightings.com has tracked 14 reports since 2021 and more than 1,100 since the beginning of time. George Henry, Paranormal News. Uh, took a short breather, but we're now back with Deborah Tavares from StopTheCrime.net. Uh, it is one of those evenings where it is information overload, so feel free to go back and to listen to this over and over. If it uh, takes that m- many times for this all to sink in, hey, there's uh, there's no regrets in that. Uh, Deborah, please continue. You were talking about some of these... Uh, building codes and the earthquake retrofitting that is now being mandated? Yes. Well, it's all about creating earthquakes also. And what we're seeing in the mad race towards what they call white gold rush uh, in um, in this area, three, three hours drive south of um, Los Angeles in um, in an area called the Salton Sea, S-A-L-T-O-N Sea. And this is being put forth by Soros and our government. So what we have to do, I would encourage everybody, search lithium extraction in the Congo, in Africa. Search lithium extraction in the Congo. You will see 
sick, very sick, and impoverished slave labor, and even children working in this toxic dust, living in slum conditions with poisoned water. Please search this. Understand what is being done to us with highly explosive dirty bombs called lithium-ion batteries. And they're saying that this location in Southern California potentially will be the largest lithium-ion extraction ability in the country. So we won't need outside sources of lithium-ion. And what's important is the sustainable development goals require all of our cities to ban new gas-powered vehicles, and in many areas as soon as 2035. And the demand for lithium is expected to hit double current supplies by the end of this decade. And that's what sparked the so-called white gold rush. And, and again, the domestically, uh, it, it, there's no place is getting more attention than the pocket of land near the Salton Sea which sits above a deep reservoir of geothermal brine that is believed to have the world's highest concentration of lithium. So many communities in that immediate area are going to have more toxins to their groundwater supply. As everything is poisonous anyway, raw water, which is the surface groundwater supply, is all toxic. And um, I'm going to leap into a discussion right now about water and how Please do, Deborah. Yeah. I don't know how many of you know, but a few years ago, they said that South Africa in Cape Town was told that they only had 10 days of water left. I covered that back then. But right now, in Uruguay, they're saying that the Uruguayans are left with 10 days of water, and that they're already out of water because this report came out the end of May. So um, we're not running out of water. And again, water is renewable. And please, please help to spread the water facts and go to our site, primarywater.org. I've posted a number of interviews with the primary water's world expert, Paul Power, before his death. Listen to what we have to say. So what they're telling us in Uruguay is what we're hearing here in every other country about why they're running out of water. They're saying amid a historic drought that has left the main reservoir for the city with only 10 days of water left, low rainfall and high temperatures across the southern region of South America have triggered severe drought over the last year, affecting crops in neighborhoods grain producers, and even in Argentina, and they're triggering deep, steep farm losses. They are shutting off the water. Now, when I did the um, water wars, stealing water for profit and power, I found documents out of Israel and out of the UK and how they were going to set up the water market here in the United States, and they have. It's a market when we have renewable, fresh, clean, unadulterated water down below. We have to be thinking about down below. So everybody imagine what 
um, hot and cold springs look like when they bubble up, no matter what kind of a drought we're forced into. Think about the geysers. In fact, there's a beautiful geyser called Fly Geyser, F-L-Y Geyser. It should be on everyone's bucket list or at least look at it online. It's water that has been pumped up from down below. It's a beautiful sight to see. Think about oases and deserts. Where does that water come from? And I often refer to the time I went to Hawaii and I was seeing these beautiful cascading waterfalls coming from the tops of the mountains forever into small pools down below. Where is that water coming from? We're the water planet. Please teach this to your children. This is why you will find on primarywater.org the reason that Libya and Muammar Gaddafi was killed, of course, and Libya's great man-made river project was blown up by NATO and the United States. And that was delivering fresh, clean, new water to over 6 million people in Libya. And we put them into a humanitarian crisis. Now, when I spoke to Paul, I asked him, what would it take to reinitiate that project? And of course, we can't, because Rothschild and the water barons will not allow us to access primary water to that scale. And at the same time, when that occurred, um, Muammar Gaddafi was getting ready to back the dinar with gold. He wanted out of the Rothschild clinches. Well, we are all firmly in the clinches of Rothschild here in this country. Rothschild controls the entire utility system worldwide. When I discovered that Pacific Gas and Electric, Southern California, um, Edison, and San Diego Gas and Electric, and every other utility I searched in this country is run by Rothschild LLC and Associates. This is a kill grid. They are destroying us with the illusion that we're running out of water. So they're talking about in Uruguay that they are having historical lows of reservoir uh, fills and dwindling reserves of fresh water in the country's main reservoir has forced, listen to this, has forced the public water company in late April, this is not that many months back, to mix supplies with water from a river estuary, resulting in unusual high salt content and levels of sodium and chlorides. And the customers are, are now afraid. They don't trust what comes out of the tap. They shouldn't. They're being poisoned. So they're blaming low rainfall, mismanagement of supplies, and the lack of state investments was to blame. Water for humanitarian consumption also competed with soy farming, ranching, and forestry. Now, I want you to think about that. They're pinning uh, and, and literally starting wars between city dwellers and farming and ranching because they're saying here that they're all competing for water that doesn't exist. That's happening in California. That's happening in every single state throughout this country and everywhere else worldwide. 
They're going to have us fighting with one another because we believe that water is a finite resource and we're running out. And they're going to create warfare between those that are farming and ranching and those that are in Kilgrid cities that are dying because they don't have water. So the office of the president in Uruguay declined to comment to Reuters, who wrote this, and it was said, it is assessing additional measures, including new reservoir, to reduce the salinity of the local drinking water. I want to say to you, desalinization is necessary waste. We do not need to desalinate water. Many people think we do. We do not. We just simply need to drill for primary water. It's below our feet everywhere. I have been with Paul on many primary water drills, personally, my husband and I. It's real. It is there. And sadly, Paul is no longer here. And now they're implementing moratoriums, and they've just lifted a moratorium here in Northern California against drilling for water. And what they're requiring is that people that want to file for a well drilling permit go through arduous um, uh, rules and regulations showing that they're not reducing the groundwater supply. And that's what they're saying, that wells are pumping water from the groundwater supply. That is not the case when you reach primary water. Now, other wells, yes, but not wells that are actually in the fissures and cracks that the water comes up out of and does not take away from your neighbor's property or well. But let me get into this because we'll talk about water more in a moment. I want to talk about the dam that failed in um, the Ukraine because dams are planned to fail. This is war. So why am I saying that dams and reservoirs are weapons? Because they are. And here's how I found out. When um, our water barons looked at how they would transport water around, and let's take the California aqueduct, for example. Uh, they built the aqueduct, which was never necessary. What the primary water folks were saying, and when you go to primarywater.org, you will read these documents. They were trying to convince the Los Angeles water barons to drill along the Sierra mountain range uh, with primary water wells the same way that uh, Muammar Gaddafi drilled the Great Man-Made River Project and move water. They pump thousands of gallons of water a minute endlessly. Now, they could have moved pure, fresh, clean, unadulterated water free of chemtrails free of flowing over the surface ground where there are poisons and toxins, all of the uh, forever chemicals that we talked about earlier in the show, and end up in cauldrons called reservoirs. Now, reservoirs cause earthquakes because reservoirs are man-made and they cause impoundment. In other words, water imp is impounded in the reservoir. That weight is so heavy that the ge geological structures underneath shift when the reservoirs are filled with winter rain and or then released in the summer. 
and I researched the number of reservoirs that have caused massive damage due to earthquakes, including uh, Lake Mead, which is a reservoir near Hoover Dam. When I researched this and found and realized that the water never anywhere in this world had to be distributed like that. And we'll continue that with Deborah Tavares wrapping up our program right after this. Stick with us. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the Paranormal. Millions of people across the state are dealing with disruptions in their water service. People in the city of Parchment, just north of Kalamazoo, have been told not to drink their tap water. Health officials have found high levels of a chemical that can cause cancer, thyroid problems, and reproductive issues. Homes near Melbourne's showgrounds are facing 36 hours without water thanks to a contamination scare. Blurring the lines between the paranormal and abnormal. You're headed into the paranormal. All right, uh, time not on our side. We are winding down the program tonight with Deborah Tavares, who is uh, back with us tonight after far too long. Glad to hear that Deborah is is doing well. And uh, please continue the point uh, talking about uh, a connection, it so appears, between earthquakes and uh, and reservoirs absolutely in fact because of the short amount of time left on the show uh, I would encourage people to sign up to receive our email blast outs on stopthecrime.net we're blasting out those types of articles that I'm writing and this will explain in detail that dam dam failures are planned and this is all part of the warfare But I was talking about um, water, and we're going to be uh, required soon because of the sustainable development goals to reduce water usage. We're going to be drinking toilet to tap, and that is water from wastewater treatment plants. In fact, when I was in Cuba, uh, they ration the water that is distributed from the wastewater treatment plants there And the wastewater treatment plants are falling into disrepair. And many towns in Cuba only have use of the sewer water a few hours per day, while that can vary dependent upon where they're located. So they have cisterns on their roofs, and they're filled maybe a couple of hours a day. Again, in Havana, there was more fills allowed. But no one that's traveling there should be drinking the water, and we're all told not to drink the water. It is highly toxic from the wastewater treatment plants. So if this all sounds diabolical, it is because it is. And we are being forced into sharing shortages until there are no more shortages to share. Take all, destroy all, and kill all. And that's what we face, every single one of you that is listening. So what do you do about this? Honestly, what do you do about this? And I can only say, if you're able to find where there's a spring somewhere near where you live, find out where that spring is, because you will not be able to get to primary water unless you find a spring. But primary water also does bubble up out of of fissures in mountain areas. You'll see the water bubbling up. 
All of you need to search that can't drill for primary water, like Paul had been doing. Paul drilled between 800 and 1,000 wells in his 80 years of life. And Paul is gone. Paul is gone. And fortunately, I got to witness that, and I talk about that. I had did many interviews with Paul, dozens, dozens of interviews. So understand, dam failures are planned with the reduction of water and the disinformation that we're running out of water. Every single agency in this country is part of the Rothschild and Rockefeller entanglement from within. The United States has been taken. It has been taken. So what do you do? You look out after your neighbors. You don't judge. You don't get into the rhetoric that's being foisted on us through daily news uh, casts. Understand we're all in this together. All of it. We're all in it together. I have a health symptoms list on wireless frequencies and what that does to all of us. And because we have increased frequencies that we face from all of the wireless components that are being deployed all around us and the Wi-Fi in your homes. I would recommend that all of you hardwire as soon as possible because that increased electromagnetic frequency in your homes is also going to cause explosions with these lithium ion batteries because of heat. So look at the health symptoms list understand about the mood disorders and the exhaustion and chronic fatigue that many are feeling they have a reason i look forward to coming back on soon jeremy there's so much to discuss you have an open invite so uh please stay in touch absolutely and everyone that's listening please sign up get the email blast off out of stopthecrime.net and take a look at primary water Tell your children we are not running out of water. Explain that it is a renewable and let them know the truth because someday, just someday, somehow, we might have a few left that can help get to primary water for survival. Good night.